Hey friends, I'm Tim Tatum, one of the pastors at Aldersgate United Methodist in Huntsville. Several years ago, Dale Cohen, when he was the district superintendent for the Northeast District, connected me with Ron Martoya to do some clergy coaching. I was excited. I thought coaching would be all about how to organize meetings and how to lead a church and how to be super effective. And while some of those things were a result of the process, they were rarely part of the actual process itself. Instead, most of the work we did focused on work done away from the meetings and the group gatherings. We began to work heavily on who I was, where I had been, and who I was becoming. I needed some skills, yes, but mostly I needed to work on me. The long and short of it was this. I had lots of tools to be effective, but it wasn't translating to the development of the church. So what we needed to do was work on retraining my brain so I showed up a different person as a leader. This involved reformatting my brain through spiritual disciplines to provide a foundation for the kind of leader I believed God was calling me to be. Like many people, I grew up with a fairly traditional approach to spiritual disciplines, in particular prayer practices. They consisted of corporate prayer in church, keeping a prayer journal, and personal prayer time that focused mostly on asking God for things. Occasionally, I would listen for answers, but most of the time, my prayer life was focused on me talking to God. I do tend to be a fairly action-oriented person, and so that's what I always assumed prayer was supposed to be. As I found out, the issue so often is not our willingness or our desire to hear from God, but how much we are willing to let our brain be retrained in the ways that it can hear from God. The best path for me to do so was to start some contemplative prayer practices. So we started with centering prayer. And while this works well for some people, I struggled. For months and months, I practiced very intentionally, but it just never felt like there was progress. I needed a way to couple something a little bit kinetic, a little bit active, as I pursued a deeper state of openness to God. So it was suggested that I try prayer beads. It was a simple switch, but it was an effective one. I grew up in an extended Catholic family, and I went to Catholic school, so the idea of prayer beads was nothing new. Most of the people I knew had rosaries, but I had never heard of Anglican prayer beads. They're pretty simple. If you search for it, you'll see tons of images and options and even how to make your own using knots. There are a total of 33 beads divided into four sections that all make a big circle of 32 beads. Each section consists of seven small beads called weeks and one large bead called the cruciform beads. They are called that because when you lay the beads flat and spread them out in a circle, the four large beads make a cross. There's one additional large bead that hangs from one of those cruciform beads. This bead is called the invitatory bead. And off of that invitatory bead is a small cross. This is where you start. You always start with the cross and always end with the cross. Each bead has words associated with it. You'll start by holding the cross, move to the words for the invitatory bead, and then continue to the first cruciform bead. Then you will work your way around to the right, around the circle, saying prayers associated with each bead. When you're finished going around the circle, maybe two or three times, or as many as it takes you to get in a right prayerful frame of mind, stop after you say the final cruciform bead. 
Let this be the place where you pause to hear from God as long as it takes and as long as you're comfortable. Then you basically exit the circle by praying again the invitatory bead and ending with a prayer over the cross. There are tons of options available. Uh, one site that has a number of options is kingofpeace.org slash prayerbeads.htm. It's just an Episcopal church site that has lots of options for you. I'll share with you one of my favorites from that site called A Celtic Prayer. But you can assign the beads names of, of people or things for which you're grateful, or you can write your own prayer to associate with the beads. You can even take scripture and break it into eight phrases that you repeat over and over to ingrain that scripture in your brain. Depending on how busy your mind is, as I said, sometimes you need to go around the circle two, three, four times before you really get your mind in that place to hear from God. But it's sort of like a, a mantra that helps you focus and create space in your brain to hear what God needs to say to you that day. So we'll begin with the Celtic prayer that I mentioned, starting by holding the cross. In the name of God, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then move to that invitatory bead. O God, make speed to save me. O God, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. And then move then to that first cruciform bead. Be the eye of God dwelling with me the foot of Christ in guidance with me, the shower of the Spirit pouring on me, richly and generously. Then move to the right with that very first bead of the week. I bow before the Father who makes me. Then move to the next bead. I bow before the Son who saves me. Move to the next bead. I bow before the Spirit who guides me. To the next bead, in love and adoration. To the next bead, I praise the name of the one on high. To the next bead, I bow before the sacred three. To the next bead, in the last one of the seven, the ever one, the trinity. Now move again to, in order, the second of the cruciform beads. And start back with the cruciform prayer. Be the eye of God dwelling within me, the foot of Christ in guidance with me, the shower of the Spirit pouring on me, richly and generously. And then to the weak beads. I bow before the Father who makes me. I bow before the Son who saves me. I bow before the Spirit who guides me in love and adoration. I praise the name of the one on high. I bow before the sacred three, the ever one, the Trinity. Back to the cruciform bead. Be the eye of God dwelling with me, the foot of Christ in guidance with me, the shower of the Spirit pouring on me, richly and generously. I bow before the Father who makes me. I bow before the Son who saves me. I bow before the Spirit who guides me in love and adoration. 
I praise the name of the One on high. I bow before Thee, Sacred Three, the Ever-One, the Trinity. Be the eye of God dwelling with me, the foot of Christ in guidance with me, the shower of the Spirit pouring on me, richly and generously. I bow before the Father who makes me. I bow before the Son who saves me. I bow before the Spirit who guides me in love and adoration. I praise the name of the One on high. I bow before the Sacred Three, the Ever One, the Trinity. And after you've done that, like I said, two, three times, or however many times it takes you, you'll come out of that saying that last cruciform bead, be the eye of God dwelling with me, the foot of Christ in guidance with me, the shower of the Spirit pouring over me, richly and generously. Then back to the invitatory bead. O God, make speed to save us, save me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and will be forever. And then holding the cross, in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as I mentioned, pause before you exit the circle when you're holding that last cruciform bead. And let that be the place that God speaks to you before you exit and pray that cruci- that last uh, invitatory bead and the cross. I hope this helps you on your prayer journey and gives you another means to meaningful prayer. God bless.